0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message.
1: We are doing a series called Joy for All the People. When the angel announced Jesus' birth, this is what the angel said. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Who knows that when a huge angel turns up, that is the first thing they need to say. (laughs) Because everyone is freaked out. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. Jesus' birth is good news for every single person on the planet, for everyone. This is the real message of Christmas. I don't care what the ads are telling you. I don't care what they say Christmas is about. This is the real message of Christmas. Good news, the gospel of great joy for all the people. That's Christmas. Amen. So we're going to continue this series, Joy for All the People, um, through, right through to our Christmas Eve services. We have two services on Christmas Eve. It's a Sunday. We have a 10 a.m. and a 6 p.m. They're going to be the same service. So choose. You might be a morning person. You might be a night person. Or you just might like coming to church twice on one day. If that's what you like to do, come to both. We'd love to see you. Joy. Jesus' birth brings joy. Joy. Christmas is a time of joy. We've talked about joy at Christmas time. We do. We talk about it. My middle name is Joy. Did you know that? There you go. I think joy is fabulous. God brings, God brings joy. How's your joy as you're heading into Christmas? How is it? How's it going? This morning I'm talking about how to have a joy-filled Christmas. Next week Paul's talking about how to have a joy-filled holiday. (laughs) Some holidays aren't joy-filled. Some Christmases aren't joy-filled. In fact, we talk about joy a lot at Christmas time, but for some people Christmas is a heartbreaking time. It's a lonely time of the year we see ads at this time of the year the beautiful table the perfectly dressed family (laughs) smiling and behaving (laughs) no one throws food (laughs) they give the perfect gift they do the hugs they give the kisses, you know that's what we see right and that's not everyone's Christmas, but that's what we're told is an, is what Christmas should be, and so we have this gap between what we see and what sometimes we experience. A lot of people feel very lonely at Christmas time. Maybe they don't have family around them. Maybe they are estranged from their family. Pain, loss is what they feel. I want to read to you an excerpt from the diary of a lady called, and she knew loneliness, her name is Judy, Judy Bucknell. She was a successful uh, secretary. She lived in a successful area. She lives in a successful area in Miami. She wears designer clothes. She has an apartment that overlooks the bay. She looked like her life was perfect, altogether perfect. And she says this, where are the men with the flowers and champagne and music? Any ladies here this morning? (laughs) Sorry, I'll be serious. Where are the men who call and ask for a genuine actual date? I would like to have in my life once, before I pass through this life, a loving relationship. I feel so old, unloved, unwanted, abandoned, used up. I want to cry and sleep forever. Loneliness can often come to the forefront during the Christmas season. It's the cry. It's a cry of many, many people today. This cry comes from the not famous and the famous. It comes from the poor and the rich, from the married and the single. Judy Bucknell isn't alone in feeling alone. You may feel lonely at Christmas. For me, one of the most beautiful and wonderful scriptures and things about the Christmas story is this scripture found in Matthew. And it says, look, The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. I can never get over that. It means God is with us. It means God is with you. It gets me every single time. He didn't have to come, but he did. He could have stayed in heaven, but he didn't. He came right into our world. He came right into our situation. He came right into our mess. The Bible says that God put skin on and moved into our neighborhood. How exciting, how wonderful, how wonderful is that? It means that he is with us. It means that we never have to feel alone because we have God, Emmanuel, with us. Jesus Christ, wonderful Jesus. Maybe it isn't loneliness that you feel at Christmas. Maybe you have family around you, but wow, the tension is high at Christmas gatherings. Anyone ever gone into a Christmas gathering thinking, oh my gosh, how is this going to work out this year? Can it please be not like all the other years? You know, Aunt Flo. Doesn't get on with Uncle Joe, and Tommy takes all the gifts and unwraps everyone else's gift, and he's totally out of control. and, you know, thing never stops complaining, Does anyone else have these issues, or is it just, yeah, tension can be high at Christmas time. Or maybe, maybe Christmas brings stress and anxiety to your life. If you're a parent here and you have children in activities, man, you haven't sat still for the last three weeks. You've been taking them, dropping them off. You've been watching concert after concert after concert. (laughs) Paul used to fall asleep. (laughs) They're on, honey. Wake up. You feel stressed and you think, oh, can we just get Christmas over with? So, how do you have a joy filled Christmas? I've got three points. I've got three things that I want to remind you of today in how to have a joy filled Christmas. The first one is incredibly simple, and you're going to look at me and go, Oh, come on, Mel. But it's this keep God in your Christmas, keep God in the center of your Christmas. At this time of the year, we can let things go because we're too busy, too tired, too pushed for time. And we can push God right out of our Christmas. I'll see you in 2018, Lord. I'm just a bit too busy for you now. I don't have time. It's so important just to keep in there with God during this time of the year. Praying, reading the word, it will keep you centered, it will keep you fresh, it will keep you on the right track. When you're pulled this way and that way, when you're, when, you know the family does this or says that, just bring it back to God. Amen. I received a phone call during the week on Wednesday and it sent me for six. It just sent me in a spin. I was woo, wow, okay. And the next morning I got up and I went on my prayer walk and I, I sort of prayed about it. I just went, oh God, I can't even cope with that. There you go. That was my prayer. <laughs> Can't even cope. You have it. And then on Friday, Paul said to me, "So said, how are you going with that hunt? And so he found out. <laughs> no, that's how I'm going. He said, okay, right, okay. And then last night, I had a moment, so I went for a big long walk and just gave it all to God. All of it. Keep God in your Christmas. Because once I did that, I was free, I was fresh, I was centred, I was focused. It wasn't burdening me. People often say, I feel so tired, so stressed, so upset, I I can't come to church, I, I can't pray. That's the time you need to be at church. That's the time you need to pray. You need to be in his presence and let it touch you. If you're so busy, if you, if, just go for a walk at lunchtime. Sit on a chair. Sit outside and just say, God, Holy Spirit, come. Just, I just want to commune with you right now. I have five minutes. If you have five minutes, you have five minutes. Commune with God. Grab your Bible app. Quote a scripture. Keep God in your Christmas. The second one, is the second way to have a joyful Christmas is to check your expectation always check your expectation. We all live with expectations. We don't always know what they are until they're unmet. (laughs) And then we go, oh, I'm not happy. (laughs) Check your expectations, especially at this time of the year. Things can begin to unravel And we can begin to lose our joy and our peace and our attitude can begin to sour when our expectations aren't met met, and the joy just skips right out of our Christmas. It disappears. If you find yourself doing what I did one year with Paul, it wasn't to Paul, it was about my parents. I said to them, just, I said to him, just once, I would like, has anyone ever felt like that? If you find yourself saying just once, there's probably some expectations in there that you might want to look at. Or here's another one I I said, I'm fed up with being the only one who always. (laughs) I'm not the only one who always, but I can feel like I'm the only one who always does this or doesn't do that or has to do this or check your expectations. Things often come unstuck in this Christmas season because of those expectations. Our expectations may be realistic, they may be unrealistic, but if they're unmet, the party goes out of the party season. For some reason, I think we carry certain expectations around this time of the year more than any other time of the year because we see things and we we look at things and we... yeah. We may put expectations on ourselves, we may, have, we may feel expectations from others on how others should be acting. Are you carrying around unrealistic expectations as you walk into your Christmas? Here's a great scripture for you. Psalm 62 verse 5 says this, my soul waits silently for God alone for my expectation is from him. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. It doesn't say, my soul waits silently for my mother to. My soul waits silently for my children to. Yes, that's mine. (laughs) My soul waits silently for this to happen. It doesn't say it, it says, hey soul, your expectation comes from God. There are a couple of things I notice when I, when I read that verse, I notice that my expectation comes from God. In other words, God, I need you to help me with my expectations this Christmas. Expectation can mess you up. I don't want my expectations to mess me up this Christmas, order them. Show me what's realistic. What is okay to be expecting as I go into that family situation? Show me where I should just drop that altogether. I need your help, Lord. I need your help with this. And the other thing I noticed with that verse, it says that He is the one who answers my expectation. He is the one I'm waiting for. He is the one who will fill me this Christmas. Not other people. Not other people. It, it's God. I'm waiting for God alone. You know, when we, when we do that, when we, when we look to God and not others, do you know what I found? I found that he drops little, little moments little great moments into our world that we're not even expecting. So about six years ago, at, at a Christmas gathering, a family Christmas gathering, an Eastman family, not Marshall, so my side of the family, it's about six, at, at one of my brother's houses, we were leaving and I went to hug my father, he's not alive anymore, I, went, I gave dad a hug, I said, um, see you dad, happy Christmas. He said... Happy Christmas, Mel. I love you. I turned to our children after he left and said, that is the first time your grandfather has ever said that to me. And they were like, what? Because we have a very different culture in our family. And look, I knew, I know that my dad loved me. I know that. But he never said it. God can just drop little things, little precious things as... We have our expectations in the right place. It's beautiful. Okay, and the last thing is keep the main thing the main thing at Christmas. Keep the main thing the main thing. When I'm regularly spending time with God, which is the first point, when my expectation is in Him, which is the second point, I am ready to keep the main thing the main thing. The main reason for this season, listen to this, Acts twenty thirty five in the message says this, You will not likely go wrong here if you keep remembering that our master said you are far happier giving than getting. This Christmas, you will not, you will not likely go wrong if you keep remembering that you're far happier giving than getting. You and I are much happier, much more joyful, when our stance is one of out and not in. When we are here to give and it's not, oh, what about me? What about me? Paul and I did Bible college many, many, many years ago. And um, at the end of Bible college, a lady called Helen Ivizovich, say that five times and see how you go, (laughs) she said to us, You guys have been sitting in a classroom for a year. And you've been taking in. And she said, it's time for you to flick the switch. In other words, stop in and go out. It's time for you to start giving out. And I tell you what, we are far happier in life if we are giving, not getting. Sometimes Paul will do something, say something, act in a certain way, and I'll look at him and I'll say, my goodness, that is your father. That is David Marshall right there. And he'll just laugh at me. But, and that's his father, is David Marshall. But you know, he has the DNA of David Marshall in him. We have, you and I have the DNA of God in heaven in us. It's in us. And God in heaven sent Jesus, and it was like this He loved the world so much that He gave. Gave. The main reason for this season is Jesus, and it's for us to be giving. To be giving out, not getting. Christmas is not about getting, it's about giving. It is so about giving. Giving enlarges our world. Giving makes us bigger people. Giving changes the lives of the people we come into contact with. Giving makes us more joyful than getting. There's a story in John 12, in the Bible. It's a story of a lady called Mary. She is the sister of Martha and Lazarus. And they were really great friends with Jesus. And Mary had this. She had this giving thing down. She also had, if you look at the story of Mary and Martha, she also had the keeping Jesus front and center. She sat at his feet, remember? But anyway, she had this this giving thing down. In the Bible, it talks about her coming into the room with this costly perfume. And she poured it over Jesus. And the Bible says that the room was filled with the fragrance of this beautiful, beautiful perfume. Do you know what? I think that giving has a fragrance. And if we are people who give, there is a fragrance that comes from us. And it's attractive. It's attractive to others. It's God in us touching others. That's why we do the community lunch. That's why we're doing it. Because we want people to come in here and to, to be touched by the gift and the generosity of Christ. We want them to be impacted by his love and his grace. Proverbs 11, come up here. Proverbs eleven twenty four says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger the world of the stingy, gets smaller and smaller. To Have a joy-filled Christmas. Keep God there. Keep him right in the center. Check your expectations. Expectations should be coming from him. And let's keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is giving. The main thing is looking out and blessing others.
0: Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au We hope to see you in church again this weekend. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au We hope to see you in church again this weekend.